Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Last Repair Shop is a beautiful film about the humanity and love of music that all comes together at the Los Angeles Unified School District's musical repair facility where people lovingly work on instruments that are then provided to the young musicians throughout the school district. It's led by Steve Bagmanian, who introduces us to not only people in his department, but along the way we meet these young musicians who are benefiting from the work that's being done there. Beautiful short documentary film co-directed by Ben Proudfoot and our guest today, Chris Bowers. We know Chris from his own work, including an earlier collaboration with Ben Proudfoot. A concerto is a conversation. He's also done music for such films as Green Book, King Richard, Queen Charlotte, A Bridgerton Story, and many others, and Ben Proudfoot. It's a two-time Oscar nominee for such films as The Queen of Basketball, which he won the Academy Award for, as well as his previous collaboration with Chris, A Concerto is a Conversation. Just a beautiful film. So honored to have back on the program today with us, Chris Bowers. Chris, welcome back to Film School Radio. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, having what what I just said about you and Ben working together on on Concerto as a Conversation, this feels like a companion piece. It feels like sort of in some ways an extension of the work you did on that film. But how did they come about? Yeah, well, I mean, in a lot of ways it is exactly that because uh, it was actually started around the same time as Concerto. So um, Ben had initially been contacted about creating a couple of short documentaries about with the intersection of music and Los Angeles. And he decided he wanted to make one about me, which then turned into our film about me and my grandfather. And then at the same time, um, one of his um, uh, producers, uh, Jeremy Lambert, actually sent him a notice about this repair shop. And so he thought that was really fascinating as well. So he actually started filming it around the same time as we started Concerto. And once we finished Concerto, he was like, by the way, I'm working on this other this other film about the repair shop. You should really be a part of it and kind of told me about it. And for me, I immediately was so surprised that as a product of, of LAUSD schools uh, and as someone who relied on, you know, instruments that the school provided, I was so surprised that I, I'd never thought about or knew about or heard about the repair shop. And so immediately I was I was in and and uh, started kind of um, joining the process of, of making the film with him. So we started this, uh, you know, just before the pandemic and then the pandemic obviously slowed things down. And then we got back into it uh, a couple of years ago and then we filmed the kids and then it was a process of editing. So, you know, it definitely was a pretty long process um, and uh, came about just by, you know, Ben finding out about this repair shop through um, uh, like an L.A. Times article. And this is one of those corners of the world that you wouldn't think about. You wouldn't even imagine it exists, let alone when you dive into it. And again, there's I love the structure of this film. You kind of get to know the people who work there. There's some amazing stories 
in those people? What, yeah. what, I mean, as you're going, as you're getting to know these people, how did, what, what was your reaction to, to some of these stories? I mean, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, really amazing that they were so vulnerable and open to share those things. You know, I think that, um, what's fascinating is that these are just the four people that said, yes, there was no casting process. There was no conversation with, you know, the entire staff. And these are the four that felt the most interesting. These are literally the only four people that, that agreed to be a part of it. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's just something where they, they each recognize in themselves, uh, you know, a story that, that is worth telling or that they wanted to share and felt like it was valuable. But uh, I also think it's, it's a testament to the fact that every human has a pretty uh, interesting story. Once you really get in there and, and look around in terms of, um, what a life experience looks like. Um, and so, you know, there's only 12 people that work at the repair shop. So, you know, we have a third of those people in the film. These people were the people that were the most open and and Ben did those interviews. And I think that, you know, he's just so good at getting people to to come outside of their shells and really express some of the harder parts of their their journey. You're a world-renowned musician. My experience being around musicians has always been that it's the love of doing the music and what they hope to maybe make money doing at some point. That isn't the motivation. They, they're motivated by their desire to play music and to express themselves. So I'm watching it blown away by these stories, but I'm not surprised that they have this such a heartfelt take on, on, their, on their work, on their life and what they do and how they go about promoting music mm -hmm. in their own lives. Yeah, totally. I think that the fact that music touched all of their lives, you know, and, and was such a, a beacon of hope or like this, you know, kind of life raft for some of them through really difficult times, you know, just really speaks to why it's so important to them to help provide that for the next generation. You know, I think that um, uh, for anybody, there's something that helps us get through really difficult times. And, and often it's, it's, you know, the arts. And I think that music is such a, a a huge thing for people that are uh, musicians or non-musicians, but I think it's really amazing when people have had that exposure to music at an early enough age where it can be that for them through a lot of the uh, yeah. you know difficulties of growing up. Yeah, and in many ways, all of the people in the film, whether it be the people in the in the shop that are repairing the instruments or the people or the young musicians that we have a chance to talk to, really is the embodiment of what we hope is the American dream, the American path forward in, in a fulfilling life. And uh, I I don't like to feel awkward even singling any one or two of them out, but Steve Bagmanian, with his story, his, his very survival uh, was at stake. And I just, and Patty, mm -hmm. uh, Marino, you're going to shed a tear watching this movie. I mean, you can't help it. I hope yeah. I hope you are. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. All each of those kids are such a you know light and and uh, also just so sweet of them to be open and talk about what they're going through and and you know I think that in the course of those interviews it was so fascinating for me to look at kids that I assume don't have anything that is worth not worth but like you know I, I think that once you get to be an adult you've gone through so many things in life that you see kids and there's a tendency, at least for me, to kind of be like, oh, you don't know what struggle is or you you haven't experienced the hard stuff yet. And so many of these kids, you know, had really 
have had really difficult moments in their lives. And, and you know, we look at what kids are going through now and, and the rate of, of mental uh, crisis in, in children. It just makes sense that uh, so many kids need something like music to kind of help them get through things. And so yeah, each of those kids, I was so uh, excited to to see how um, uh, just their their youth and and again that light spirit that they have came through even in in the face of a lot of what they're moving through i want to remind our listeners we're speaking with chris bowers uh he is the co-director of the short film called the last repair shop he and ben proudfoot have worked on oscar shortlisted films <laughs> emmys award you're an award-winning musicians uh, i love the way the film concludes with a composition that you put together uh i just thought it was beautiful and the way that you're integrating all of the different people that we've gotten to know in the film uh at the at the at the very end i don't think that's a spoiler but <laughs> it's just really really well done um as far as am i wrong is this your first co-director or did you and ben co-direct uh a concerto as a conversation I, I'm, I'm trying to remember we co-directed a concerto right. as a conversation as well i think you know this one as far as I'm concerned, I definitely was much more um, intimately involved. I think Concerto was much more because I interviewed my grandfather and, and um, you know, had a little bit of a say in terms of how the story was constructed. But with this one, it was a lot more of Ben and I really uh, in the trenches together getting this one done. I'm so happy for both of you. And in terms of Ben's career as uh, really... Uh, diving into the world of short documentaries and short films has really honed his skill set in that regard. And he won the Oscar for the Queen of Basketball. And um, and also, uh, a concerto was a conversation was also nominated. I think I said shortlisted, nominated for Academy Award as well. Hmm. Um, as as a filmmaker, someone uh, uh, the. The cinematography, I really want to mention the cinematographer in this because I thought the framing, I thought there was just so much about uh, the warmth of these conversations and the, and the way that these these subjects were framed. The, uh, besides the interviews, just so much about this film feels warm and inviting. Let's mm. talk about that, the look of the film. Yeah, you know, David Feeney Moser, he's um, an incredible cinematographer and we both uh, I, I know that he's worked with Ben and Breakwater for a while. And then also uh, I worked with him with um, my wife on a project that we did separately. And so, you know, it was really amazing to have him on this and for Ben and I to have so much trust and comfortability with him, you know, so much of the way this film looks and feels, you know, I think that uh, is speaks to his attention to detail and his uh sense for for lighting and color and all of that i think that like you know he's just one of those incredible talents that um we can just kind of give him specifics in terms of uh, uh framing or feel or tone or any of that kind of stuff and and he is a really creative cinematographer that that looks to try to find a way to get that extra bit of juice out of out of the vision you might be explaining to him could go on just the sort of the filmmaking part of it, the lighting and the look of it, the editing, it's paced beautifully. It's just such an inviting film. 
Um, yeah, I think you, yeah, yeah. Right, our editor also yes yeah, spent you know those three plus years working on on cutting <laughs> it, and and the first time the first cut of this film was over an hour without the kids. So for him to get you know add more material and and get it down to under forty minutes was was an incredible feat. So Nick did an incredible job cutting this film. Beautiful, beautiful work. Curious what you're working on in addition to your film work. What do we what do we uh can we expect from chris bowers moving forward hey. yeah so um uh well one ben and i are trying to figure out what the what the third movie of this this trilogy of <laughs> of uh la music is going to be based on our um uh you know joy working together um and then i am working on, on a couple of personal projects and then as a composer i'm working on um the bob marley biopic that comes out next year uh, there's also a movie called The Wild Robot that I'm scoring for DreamWorks. It's a, a children's animation movie. Um, and then um, a couple of projects I've, I've already finished that are coming out this year. Are, uh, Ava DuVernay's Origin comes out um, in December. And then um, The Color Purple I also scored, and that comes out uh, on Christmas. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that is a, a remarkable lineup of work. You can find out more about Chris and his work by going to Chris Bowers, K-R-I-S-B-O-W-E-R-S dot com to find out more about what he's been doing, what he's up to, what he has done in the past. And um, I look forward to more from you and Ben and whatever else. It sounds like I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of Chris Bowers in my future. Uh, <laughs> so my congratulations to the both of you. I, I I just cannot say, I cannot recommend strongly enough this beautiful film, uh, The Last Repair Shop. Thank you, Chris, for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Mike. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music